Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. And now on third down, Fields your priorities as a player um is it to break records or is it to win and personally minus the win you know i don't care about breaking records i just want to win games so just going to keep working and you know keep battling that boy's good now it's the wgn radio football podcast here's kevin powell Go Bears! this is episode 54 of the wgn radio football podcast thank you for listening i am kevin powell bears coming off another loss to detroit a game they very much should have won and they kind of gave that one away um, but look, if Justin Fields continues to play well, they've got seven games left. If he continues to play well and continues to get better, the wins and losses don't matter a whole bunch over the final couple months here. They really don't. As long as he's fully healthy at the end of the season and there's enough on tape where Ryan Poles feels like he can get a good evaluation at this point, I think they've pretty much understand they've got something very special in Justin Fields. Do you want to see more out of the passing game? Of course. There's a lot that goes into that, though. Offensive line needs a lot of work, although I think they've played a little bit better. But the Bears are on the right track. Yes, I, they, they should have beat Detroit. At some point, you're going to have to start winning games. That might not come this year because of the personnel situation with the Chicago Bears. I think you know a couple more wins this season I think are coming. I think they definitely can beat Atlanta on the road on Sunday. But they're also at a point where it's like they can lose to just about everybody. But you look back at this entire season – They've been in just about every game against teams that have a lot more talent than they do. But Justin Fields is coming. He's on his way, and he continues to make just unbelievable plays. Most electric off, most electric player the Bears have had since what? Devin Hester? And now we're talking about a quarterback who can do that stuff. Want to see a little more in the passing game, obviously, but there's time for that. Additions to the offensive line, receivers. Hopefully Chase Claypool gets a little bit more involved over the final seven games. Cole Komet having a nice few-game stretch here, five touchdowns over the last three games. So plenty of good to talk about with the Chicago Bears right now, despite losing six of their last seven, three straight. One they very much uh, should have won over the Detroit Lions with a a two-score lead. But good things are still happening, good vibes with the Bears right now. Uh, more about the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields, my guy, Mark Carmen from CHGO and WGN Radio. Now joining me again on the WGN Radio Football Podcast is Mark Carmen from CHGO and WGN Radio. Mark, how are you, sir? KP, sorry about that. It's a little uh, shutting of the door, a little click there, nothing like that to start a pod. I'm excellent. Great to be back. Love being on the football pod. Love to talk to you. And, uh, you know, Justin Fields has the most rushing yards of any quarterback in the history of the NFL the last five games. I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been electric. Um, it, it felt like some of the conversation after the game against Detroit was that it did matter that they lost that game. Um, and, look, they should have beat Detroit. There's no doubt about it. I thought Fields was great again. Obviously, the pick six was really bad. They're kind of on track here, Carm. If Fields continues to play the way he's playing and he stays healthy over the next seven games, 
I think we can all agree, even if they lose out, I think we could all say it's been a, a good Bears season. Would you agree with that? Or do you do you need to see victories? Feels like some in town need to see a couple wins from Justin Fields and the Bears. I no. If if the if the season ended today and let's just say you took whatever the Bears winning percentage is thirty three hundred, right? Three three and seven. Uh, and they won that percentage of games left, so they finished with five wins, something like that, if, if that math works out. Whatever, six wins, doesn't matter, five, five and 12, six and 11. Is this, is this season a success if Justin Fields gets through it healthy and you've seen the amount of progression that we've seen? Yes, it is. Uh, if it, does it mean they're going to win the Super Bowl next year if Ryan Poles has a great offseason with the $125 million of free agency money that he has to spend plus the draft picks that they've acquired? No, but do I think that they should be a bona fide, uh, highly considered for the playoffs next year team? I do. So uh, this is like the best time to be a Bears fan that we've had in, oh, I don't know, uh, 15 years, roughly? Yeah, I mean, and, but it, but it so, feels so much different now because the reason there's optimism and hope is because of the quarterback position. That's why it just feels different now. Like, yeah, like when Erlacher and them went to the Super Bowl, it was like, like, yeah, this is fun. They're in the Super Bowl, but it's because they have a really good defense and major question marks still at the quarterback position. It it just feels different right now with Justin Fields, and I think the play calling from Luke Getze has been very good. I think the coaching in general, the defensive side of the ball, we can get into that. But offensively, I think – there's just a lot to like of what we've seen. And yeah, I think I think when you have a quarterback like Justin Fields and you're looking to an offseason of, you know, a full slate of draft picks and a lot of free agency moves, absolutely. I think we can all start believing that the Bears are a playoff team next year. Yeah, and you're just making me think back to you know, the last time we went to the Super Bowl and Rex is the quarterback and you're getting killed by Peyton Manning and the Colts, and Devin is taking back uh, the opening kickoff for a touchdown. And I remember thinking in that moment, like, I remember going into the game thinking they have no chance to win because, in essence, Rex Grossman was the quarterback. And then Hester runs it back. I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to win this game? And then, of course, it, it, you know. But it, it would be like, imagine what that would be like now. You Let's say you go down early. You'd still have belief that Field is going to bring you back which has been, I think, one of the coolest things about this year. Oh, they're getting absolutely annihilated by the Vikings. This game is over. Oh, actually, it turns into the Bears had a chance to win, and Amir Smith-Marset got the football ripped away from him, and that sucked. You know, right. if, even the Cowboys game, the one time that they you know got beat by a bunch this year, they still crawled their way back into that game for a second. Even the uh, Giants so, game, they, they hung around, and, and you know, we're about right. to get the ball back late and a, a muff punt. So I think some of the some of the points people were making after this Detroit game is like at some point, and I don't know if it's going to even happen this, this year, just because of the personnel the Bears have, of, look, the, the past two games, they had two shots against Miami to go ahead late, and they had a shot against uh, Detroit late, and they weren't able to convert. So I think I guess if that's a sticking pe- a point people are hanging on to, okay, sure, that's fair. But at the same time, like if you look at the stats late for Justin Fields, it hasn't been all that great. And how much of that is on Fields? I mean, look, the last play, uh, the offense, final offensive play for the Bears, biggest play of the game. And how many Detroit defenders were in the backfield that Justin Fields was trying to dodge? Right. He dodged two of them and wasn't able to get away from the third. So I think – 
late in the game when a team understands that they have to throw the ball, it, it changes the whole dynamic and look because the Bears don't really have a great passing game right now. I think Justin Fields has gotten a lot more efficient. He's still not throwing for a ton more yards. Um but he, but he has been effective at times throwing the ball, and I, I still think he can. He has the the um, the talent to really do everything you could possibly want in a quarterback. Now they're eventually going to have to expand this passing game. Like the, if next year, if they're a playoff team, you know, for as much as the Packers have struggled, Carmen, I'm watching that game against the Cowboys, and what do the Packers do late? Rodgers connects deep, and he fo- he finally finds some momentum throwing the ball, and they come back and beat the Cowboys. So uh, it, you, you're going to have to throw eventually. And personally, I just have the belief right now that Luke Getze, if he is still with the Bears next year and Ryan Poles is able to reshape that offensive line and add some more talent, I believe that they can get a lot better in that area. So let's just tackle the Luke Getze portion of that because Bears fans, like <laughs> literally every day in the comments at CHGO, is Luke Getze staying? <laughs> That was a conversation before the season even started. (laughs) And then then now that we're seeing some good stuff from the offense, now people are really worried. Yeah, listen, he's not leaving yet. You know what he will be leaving? When the passing game is really humming. Like that's when, if you unlock, uh, unlock that part of it, and, you know, Fields has thrown for over 200 yards once this season. He did it three times last year, biggest game coming against the, the Steelers, another tight game uh, that the Bears lost. And I, I also think it's interesting, in, in, in Fields' is 20 games now as a starting quarterback, uh, the Bears have lost one-score games nine times, and they're, they're one and eight. So I don't think it's – I'm not putting it all on Fields. I'm not even putting half of it on Fields because that would still be unfair. But I, to your point, they are going to have to throw the football more successfully, specifically in the fourth quarter, where in this last game against the Lions, the Lions, not, you know, this is not, this is not the toughest defense in the NFL, he had two completions in the fourth quarter. So, and, and that's, and, you know, that, that, that's how it's gone this year. A lot of times his QB rating in the fourth quarter, Dan Weeder had it in one of his pieces, uh, is 60, which is not what you want. So he's, he does have, uh, you know, what's the next level for Justin Fields? Dynamic throwing quarterback in fourth quarter to help Bears win games so he'll feel more like Patrick Mahomes. And then you'll know that the Bears are, if, if he gets that one down, KP, I mean, you will be talking about a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, and it really will be on at that point. Ryan Poles just put the pieces around him, period, end of story. Yeah, and I know a lot of talk after some of these games, and I thought against Detroit that he took a lot more shots and big hits compared to the Miami game, where I thought he found ways to avoid hits. I mean, Detroit, he he was lowering his shoulder going into the end zone. He took a couple of other big ones. I understand that fans are worried about the the health of Justin Fields, and rightfully so. We all are. Like this is this looks like your guy. Keep him healthy. And I I realize he's running for a lot of yards. I mean, thirteen carries for one hundred forty seven yards. Are you kidding me? At the quarterback spot against Detroit, sixty seven yard run after throwing that pick six. And I'll say this though, like yes, there have been design runs for Justin Fields, some basic zone read stuff that Luke Getze is implementing, and some other other stuff that they've put in that this is specifically a running play for Justin, or at least an option for him to run. But I think he's also running a lot because he has to, because there's either pressure 
or a breakdown or a lack of separation from receivers or whatever it might be. So, yes, he is piling up a ton of yards, and those carries are adding up, which naturally naturally there will be more hits and contact with the quarterback. But I don't think he's – like the, the idea of this that he's just a scrambling quarterback, that's a huge weapon for him. I mean, one of the first plays of the game against Detroit was a basic zone read, and he knocks off 25 yards because he's you know he reads the defensive end, and then he's faster than everybody. And it's a 25-yard pickup. But I do think that when they do start to develop the passing game, I don't think you're just going to see Justin Fields scrambling quarterback. I don't. I think, you know, when he was at Ohio State, that wasn't, like, that's not how I remember him. I remember him throwing deep balls down the field often, and I know it's a different game and all of that. I just think that the idea that this guy's running too much, he's going to get hurt, he's a scrambling, like, I don't buy into that. I think he's running a lot because he has to run a lot. Yeah, I would. I on the whole, I would agree. Like, look, he he had dynamic wide receivers at Ohio State who were open by three yards. Right. And he could sit there and right. lead them. I'm, to, not, I'm not saying it's 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 you know it's the same thing, but I, I just think that Justin Fields has this, this no, a chance I, I mean, to be a, a you know I don't I don't think he's just a scrambling quarterback. If some are starting to view him that way, yeah, no, 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 of course not. He, he's he. I think he, if given his druthers, hey, Justin, would you rather sit in the pocket and throw the football or would you rather run all over the field? I think he'd say he'd rather throw the ball. Maybe that's, you know, maybe that he could be directly asked that question. Um, how would you, in your ideal world, like to play? Um, uh, so, what is going on here? Weird calls coming into at the Carm here, KP. Not, not, enjoy, not enjoying the, the lack of respect for this podcast that everybody <laughs> should be know is being taped right now. So, I. Uh, Listen, I things that I'm worried about in the on the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields is, I think, dead last. I, I I'm pretty certain. I can't think of anything anybody who would uh, be ahead of him as far as an absolute sure thing that this guy is going to be a dynamic Pro Bowl caliber as long as he stays healthy. The Bears have the right person in that position. I, I wouldn't say that about any other spot on the field as much as I would say about it, about the quarterback, which is historically basically unprecedented for the Bears. Yeah. I do want to see Chase Claypool get more involved, and I think that will come as he gets What's more. What's your read on that? He goes backwards week one to week two? I, I didn't well, get he, a good strong vibe on that. I think we'll know more this week at Hallis Hall when we hear. We talked to him just for a little bit after the game, and. He was asked about how comfortable he is. I think he said something like 8.5 out of 10. He kind of said with a smile to us after the game. So, I, look, he had two targets for one catch, eight yards. They targeted him early and often against Miami. So, I, I don't know. But I definitely want to see more of Chase Claypool over the final seven games because why wouldn't you want to see what, what Justin Fields and, and Chase Claypool can develop over the final couple months here before you do have a full offseason of, of preparing together and all of that. I will say, and I know he's kind of become your guy, and I love your your interviews with him, Cole Komet is starting to get more involved here, Carm. He had two touchdown catches, the 50-yard touchdown. He was targeted seven times, four catches, 74 yards. Starting to feel like Luke Getzey's starting to get a good idea how to get him involved and would be just a great target a, a great security blanket for Justin Fields if he knew he could go to Cole Komet often. I have fallen in love with Cole Komet. <laughs> I know you have. I think he's fallen right in love with you, Carm, because the videos you post of, of you talking to him at Hallis Hall, he's got the biggest smile on his face the entire time. The Carm 
Comet connection on CHGO. That could be a thing. Comet is a straight good dude. Like yeah. he. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. And, like, things that I didn't know about Cole Komet because I hadn't been going out to Hallis Hall the last, I don't know, seven years, but now moving over to the CHGO, it's been, and it's been wonderful, by the way, spending some time with you at Hallis Hall. KP, yes. uh, let's, let's get back to Nightingale, and we got to do that before the season ends. Uh, we got some time, but, but let's, the time is also short. we got to get that on the books. But here, he, he, uh, he is jacked, Cole Komet is my point. Like when you see him in the locker room, it's like, oh, of course you're a guy who can run over people. And by the way, you're a really good athlete who can catch the football. And by the way, now we have a quarterback who, you know, some of the understanding of the offense and what they're capable of. Fields is is rolling out. He's he's, he's now he's headed towards like downfield. Looks like he's going to run. And then all of a sudden, Komet, who who was blocking, releases, and now he's running free and he's catching touchdown passes. That's unguardable. I mean that the fact that those two have developed a connection. Talk about wins for this year. That is that is an enormous development for the Bears. That the tight end and the QB both, by the way, Komet led him into yoga. Uh, you know, Fields was talking about yoga, and I, that was another Komet conversation. Like, like I told him about the yoga. He does not get credit for the yoga. I led him into yoga. So they're 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 friends, or at least they're they're I don't know if friends, but they're you know they're they're friendly they're they're doing yoga together they're playing football together it's a, that that development is a huge thing i w- i mean he's is he their number one option right now for for uh oh i think so the football? yeah i mean he's got right i, I, I mean, think so over the, what it feels like. over the past 3 games he has 5 touchdown catches uh, do i have that right <laughs> yeah 5 touchdowns he has uh 30 15 targets over the last 3 games I hope that continues to evolve and that connection continues to grow because that would be huge. You know, like it felt like since day one with Komet, we've always been like, when will he really get going? Like, when will we see Komet turn into a stud tight end? And, you know, his first year he had two touchdown catches. He had 612 yards last year and no touchdowns. Now he has five over the last three games. That's a, that's a, like you said, that's a win for this season if that continues to progress. I mean, if you had polled Bears fans before the year, will Cole Komet ever be a good football player for the Chicago Bears? That probably would have been sixty percent no, right? I mean, we were maybe that's a little too tall, but there was some significant doubt after two years being here that the, that the tight end was ever going to develop, and now it's like, okay, this is uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they spend their money in the offseason. Super interesting. Guys like Mike Gesicki are out there who would could be a huge uh, addition to this offense if they go that route. But maybe they feel like, you know what, we don't need to spend our money on a tight end because the commit thing is real and we want to see that continue to develop. It, the, the Bears playing better, again, we know they haven't been winning, but the Bears playing better and the, the sense of belief that Justin Fields is the guy has me like looking ahead to mock drafts now, Carm. I'm a big mock draft yeah. guy looking at it. <laughs> and I'm like, what can the Bears add here? I think, obviously, look, the offensive line, I think, has played a little bit better, but that's still such a patched-together unit. And there's no way with the amount of free agency spending that they're going to have uh, at their disposal for Ryan Poles that they don't add big at the offensive line. I fully expect them to be big spenders when it comes to that area. Um 
Maybe a Peter Skaronsky becomes available, Carm. I know you do some Northwestern stuff. Uh, he's been a stud all season. Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman from Georgia, has been my guy. He's a complete wrecker up front. So it already has me looking ahead of what this team can add uh, moving forward. What do you want to see over the final seven games here, Carm? Like what? I mean, the obvious one here is seeing the, the development of Justin Fields. But but what else are you keeping an eye on? Well. I think there's just a sort of slight migration that needs to happen with the coaching staff right now. Are we about winning games or are we about developing? Because I think it's pretty clear we should be about developing, which means that Velas Jones should be an active football player and playing over guys like Dante Pettis, who I like, but most likely will not be here next year. Uh, Chase Claypool needs to be on the field more than 19 out of 61 snaps. The offensive line part of it, I like Riley Reef. Go Hawkeyes. But Larry Borum is a second-year player. He should be playing right tackle. Uh, unless unless they really think that you know we can't put him there because he's going to get Justin Fields killed. I then think I that's where they're it. at at that point. I really yeah, do. And maybe that is what's going on there. So if that's the case, then okay, fine. Then Borum is a forever backup. But you, you, there's got to be... In my mind, just let, let's let's get into uh, you know Alex choosing development. You know, like the, the early in the game on the where the Bears got a field goal early, it was uh, third and long, and they they handed it off to uh, I think it was Herbert up the middle. He picks up six yards and they kick the field goal. No, 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 no. In the gun, you're throwing to the end zone. Something a lot more creative than that, and and maybe he does throw a pick there. I don't. You know, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm thinking he doesn't because he's Justin Fields, and I believe in the quarterback. But you know that that choice is just not what I would like to see the Bears doing the rest of the way here. Let's let's be let's let's err on the side of aggression. Let's err on the side of getting young players on the field. I know, like I even just started this conversation saying, like even if they lose out, it's really not a big deal. Draft pick stuff. If Fields is healthy, it's okay. But wouldn't it be so nice if on December fourth at Soldier Field? The Bears finally just give it to Aaron Rodgers, and Fields has a massive game, and for once, a Bears quarterback outplays Aaron Rodgers. Like, wouldn't that just be a great moment for the Bears? And I think just for fans, it would be so awesome, and we can spin it how we want and say this is the moment maybe the Bears pull ahead of the Packers. Who knows, Green Bay might still be dominant with the way the Packers came back from from Dallas. But, like, three weeks from now – if we're talking about a Bears victory over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Soldier Field, I think everyone's going to be feeling really good, Carm, especially if Fields outplays Rodgers. I, I, you just you just got me excited on it. That would be a, <laughs> like, wouldn't that be, be awesome if day. Fields has this massive game and the Bears like win by ten points over the Packers, and it's the moment we're all like, "This is it. This is where the Bears have surged ahead of Green Bay." Because of the quarterback play. Now, it might not happen. Rodgers might deliver another dagger. We're all used to that at this point. We can handle that. But wouldn't it be an awesome signature win during this season for Fields and the Flues and the Bears to defeat the Packers We're coming on. You're done. Everybody knows it. See you later. You don't own us anymore. We own you. Goodbye. Something along those lines. Sure, we can roll with that narrative for like a week and take that into the offseason and feel good vibes with the Bears. I just, uh, 
I'm, I'm eyeing that game. I got two here, one with the Falcons, very winnable game. You know, the thing with the Bears right now, it's like I think, you know, okay, maybe not Philly, maybe not Buffalo. I think they can pretty much stick around with and Minnesota's looking really good. But I think these next two games, uh, maybe the game against Green Bay, they've got another one against the Lions. I think they can hang around in all of those games. Um, and I also think they can lose all of those games too. You know, like they might steal a couple, they might lose all of them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, realistically right now you can say that the Bears should have at least one more win, however you want to do it. If it's just the Detroit game or – or let's pick any of the other ones where they were right there. Miami, uh, we've, we've underlined Washington, all Washington, they could have won that. But who cares? Washington, like, it doesn't I, really I, matter, I think, you know? Yeah, I mean, through two touchdown passes, Mooney drops one, Pettis interfered on. Come on. Um, and the other, the other side of that is that the Texans win was a slight miracle, and they had a, a monsoon had to arrive on opening day for us to get the <laughs> Niners. Right. So, uh, but I, 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 listen, I think there's enough talent on this football team specifically the quarterback uh, that they're going to win some games because of their offense the rest of the way and what's what's not being uh, talked about much is the, the bears defense last week wasn't great but as far as the rush deep uh, run defense much better lines were held to 95 yards on the ground the there was a lot of moments there where different guys were making plays Nick, nicholas morals in the backfield tackling deandre swift like that we hadn't seen that so there I, this is a staff that okay, I, I believe per, that Allen Williams, the defensive coordinator, actually knows what he's doing. He just doesn't have a lot of talent. Right? And Eberflus is a defensive coach. So I do think, like, within reason, the, the defense should be a, a little bit better as we go along here. Over the last four weeks, Carm, Justin Fields has accounted for 13 touchdowns, a passer rating of 103, and the offense averaging 30 points a game. And they've only got one win. So there's no reason not to feel good about the Fields and, and uh, Justin Fields and the Bears. How's the tennis game, Carm? Any big tennis matches coming up? So I'm so happy you mentioned that. But, it's, it's a, you know, we got a huge challenge here, KP. Tomorrow night, it's me and Schnugelman, uh, a.k.a. Kirschenbaum, and it's the semifinals, and uh, unfortunately, in the quarters, I tweaked the uh, the Achilles. Oh, so I'm 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 gonna be playing hurt tomorrow, hoping not to blow it out. Goal number one, no blowouts. Goal number two, battle through a very tough semifinal max against Kirschenbaum. So uh, you know, I, this is a big game this week for the Bears in, in Atlanta. But I, I kind of think that me and Kirschenbaum should take center stage. <laughs> We'll all be pulling for you. By the way, speaking of uh, uh, playing through injuries, Matt Eberflus was asked about Jalen Johnson dealing with the injury, and he immediately like shrugged off the question yesterday. He's like, "Nope, I didn't like that." He's like, "Nope, if you're good to go, there's no excuses." I was like, "Damn!" Jalen Johnson did not have a good well, game. He he didn't he didn't, but I thought that was just a little bit off by the flus. Yeah, like, I, dude, we're gonna have to keep you, an eye on that. I don't know if uh, how he feels about the Jalen Johnson play. Remember, even back in camp, he wasn't like overly celebratory of the call. play of Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Like, remember that? And we we're all like, he wasn't even getting starter reps right at the beginning of camp, and everyone's like, "Wait a minute, this guy, we think he could be a lockdown type guy." That that's an excellent. A point. I wish I would have thought of that earlier today when we were doing the Chico show. Just That's a good steal one. it from me and talk about it on CHGO at some point this week. Yeah, no, we'll hit it tomorrow. But that's a great point. It's something to in, keep an eye on. The season, you know, I mean, they, they they put him on the second team during minicamp, and people were like, "What are you, what are you talking about? That's your best, <laughs> the best player on the defense." Yeah. Um, but 
and maybe I'm you know, overthinking they, they it, but I just see, people. You know, he he was yeah. just very short with the answer. He's like, "Nope, if you're good to go, if you say you can play, you're playing. Yeah. No excuses." And that was it. And he moved yeah. on. Yep. So, yep. all right. Yep. Well, yep. tomorrow yep. will hopefully you fare better than Jalen Johnson did against Detroit, playing through your Achilles injury. Keep us posted. Always pulling for the Carm in the in the uh, which league is this? Is this your North Shore league or East uh, Bank? What do yeah, we got? Yeah, you know, this is the rough and tumble Deer Creek league, straight out of Highland Park. <laughs> Very, uh, you know, Cyrus does a great job running it. Uh, hit me up on Twitter if you'd like to get in because of the winter season that will be starting after I win this uh, fall season coming up here in the next two weeks. Love to see you out there. <laughs> Follow Carm on Twitter at the Carm. Uh, he's on CHGO just about every day doing Bears stuff. And of course on WGN Radio doing some Northwestern stuff and other various things. Carm, always great talking to you, my friend. Go Cats. KP, you're the best. Appreciate you, brother. And that was episode 54 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thanks to Ernie Scatton and Brian Altzheimer for the help producing the podcast. Thanks to Mark Carmen for joining me. Always fun talking to Carm. Thank you for listening. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.